Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. The church doesn't want to gain donations. The church wants to create donators. This is going to be the best day ever. This is going to be the best day ever. Wake up. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to Ward Radio. I am your host, Cardinal Ellis, and today I'm joined in the studio by Jonah Barnes, comedic editor-at-large, associate professor Ooh. of all things apocryphal. And today, the Ward Radio watchdog bringing us all the latest news Ooh. from the worldwide radio family. All right. Uh, we did a recent episode on the church crushing it in Cambodia. Mm-hmm. Now you say... That they're uh, they're in Liberia, and I don't know what the literation is. Not losing it in Liberia because they're doing ring- loving it, loving life in Liberia, loving life in. Li- oh yeah, okay. Uh, I don't know a word that starts with an L for improving or doing well or otherwise just killing it in Liberia. Mm-hmm. But we will find that out by the end of the episode. For now, why don't you just tell us what's going on in Liberia, my man? You seemed really excited to tell us about it. This is really this is really really cool, and there's a little bit of a backstory we're going to get into. But the 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 elevator speech is the church is helping to build food co-ops in Liberia, in Africa. Uh, cool. They've been putting this on the church news the past few days because it's a really cool program. It's a really successful program. Um, and uh, <clears throat> so I put a link in the Discord of the church news that, that talks right about this. It is not just donating money over okay. there, but it's building a self-reliance feeding program. Wow. Um, and church leaders have been have been touring around there with people. Uh, I think his name is Kiyunga. Elder Kiyunga is the okay. is the guy kind of in charge over there. Uh, and they work with local communities. In Li- Liberia's had some problems. Yeah, some, it's like been some big problems for a long time. Um, and they've been trying to. So they had a civil war. So the church got there about twenty years ago. They had a horrible civil war, and then they had an Ebola outbreak. And so it's been a dicey place, but now the church is, is, is starting to finally get into Liberia and it, it has needs that are big time. They don't have, their economy is totally shot. There's lots of food insecurity or, or starvation. And so instead of just going there and handing out money to people, the church is partnering with farmers to teach them how to grow rice and how to package it and how to sell it. And I was going to say, dude, when I was in high school, I remember reading, um, there was a very popular article that went around called the futility of global thinking. And it actually talked about the harm that could be done 
No, not the futility of global thinking. Sorry. There was another article that was tied to the futility of global thinking um, where it talked about um, this guy saying, hey, we need to stop food programs in Africa because when all of the Western nations come in and just give a bunch of food, it actually bankrupts the local farmers yes. that can't oh, compete. Yeah. And they're actually having a problem. Like, And it was it was written by somebody who's like intimately tied to Africa and loved Africa. And he's like, wait, wait, hold on. Okay. Uh, great noble intentions, but we're having some serious unforeseen consequences here. And, and he had to say, if, when we just give food to Africans, we accidentally bankrupt out of the short term yes. economy that is created. You yes. know what I'm saying? All the local farmers. And he's like, it would actually be more helpful if you could use just like, pay, just have other people buy the wheat and then pay to have the farmers come here and teach us how to farm and, 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 yes. and modernize our agriculture to be more efficient. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, if you show up with 50 shipping containers of wheat, you've accidentally screwed all the local wheat farmers that do this. So, you kill them, yeah. And so you would never want to tell somebody not to donate when there's an immediate need for for wheat and for food. But at the same time, you're like, crap, you, you don't want to destroy the local economy through unintended consequences. Yes. So so like it really takes people that are on the ground that can kind of understand, okay, this is what we need now. Um, this is who we need to empower. We need to teach a man to fish, feed him for a lifetime, so on and so forth. So I, I, I love that there's people. I, I, I can't make these judgment calls from afar. You can't make them from afar. No, no. But it sounds like they got some some good peeps here that are that are doing this. So I'm just gonna read the article really fast. It says, "Building self reliance and feeding the hungry in Liberia." Church leaders spend a week in Liberia with Food um, World Food Program USA to see how funding is increasing self reliance and reducing foods uh, food security. Okay. This is one of the few things that I actually think, okay, the UN is useful. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, cool. I, I can see how the UN would be a decent partner in this, all right? Other things, it's like, I mean, when you've got like literally human rights violators on the human rights- uh, yeah, And you do. You know, um, who's who's the big human rights violator that they just called to be on Well, the, I mean, Russia sits on the Security Council. What is it like- Iran or something. Yeah, is I was, the, it, it was absurd. It was like, you know, head of the human rights. And like, like Saudi what? Arabia or like they just summarily. Yes. Like, it's like, whoa, hold on. Yeah. So anyway, the UN looks like they're helping out here and it seems to be that they're doing a good job, at least from where we can see from afar. But it says since last year, students of Carysburg, Liberia, have been receiving hot meals each day, produce from the new uh, school garden supplements, uh, sorry, produce from the new school garden supplements and meals and helps children learn gardening skills. The food and garden and fuel-efficient stove given to Carysburg Elementary School are part of a joint initiative between the Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints and the World Food Program in this Western African and, nation. And, and, this awesome. is just the, and this is just a little part of it. So this is a series of articles they've put out about how they go all up and down the supply chain. So the church goes wow. there and it finds farmers and it says, you have this big piece of equipment and they have this land. And if you were to kind of share this, you could do way, way better. And so it's, it's creating co-ops of farmers so that they can produce more than saying, okay, now you can only eat this much, but you can sell that much. If you sell it in bulk, if you ship it together, you can make, and so it's helping build the supply chain from the farmer all the way up to putting a little stove or putting a little school garden at an elementary school. And it's, Helping these people help themselves. That's the whole idea is self-sufficiency. It's not just parachuting in and dropping a container full of food and then jetting back to the United States. Yes. Throwing money at problems almost never works yes. except for in the most immediate of short terms. Yes. Now, yeah. an example of this, which is another thing that I put in the discord. Okay. I'm um, on it. I'm on it. I'm checking out the discord. This is why people it's, it's a, it's just a little, it's the most recent little snippet says mismanagement. 
Is oh, it this one right here? Oh, no, this is wonderful. So this is this is uh, some of the leaders that are meeting with the uh, uh, government officials in Liberia. I mean, pretty high ups there in Liberia meeting with uh, uh, leaders of the Church of Jesus Christ and getting to know them and, and making partnerships with them. They do a great job. Uh, this is the church growth in Liberia. Uh, there's wow, six states in Liberia, that. 67 different congregations. Holy smokes, man. Yeah, lots and lots of- There's uh, 20,000 church members in Liberia? Yeah. Okay, even if you had a 10% activity rate on the well, low end- Well, you don't, because you got- and- because you got 67 different congregations. Oh my gosh, you're right. And you yeah. need at least 100 to 150 uh, to on the lowest. Of, actually, I don't think you can have less than 150. Most wards are what, around 200, 250? And it's, and it's growing. It's not like they, they planted them and they're shrinking. These they are got newly 10 created. family search centers? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. And the, the, uh, I have another snip of just searching on the maps, the the, the meeting room, the meeting houses. Yeah. Uh, Find a meeting house. App. Whoa! Look at that, dude. This is just one city. Jeez. This is the capital city of 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 Liberia. Oh my gosh! And look, look right above your head on the screen. Chocolate City. Chocolate uh, City. That, yeah. Let's go. I want to go to Liberia and check out <laughs> Chocolate City. And if it is not mother freaking Candyland, if they're <laughs> if they're not handing out free Hershey's bars or whatever the local equivalent is, because it's always interesting eating another country's chocolate. You know, like that's always something that's fun for me whenever I travel abroad. Abroad, uh, you know what was a pleasant surprise? Hmm. I had a very good Saudi chocolate bar. Ooh, it was, really? It was a Saudi Arabian Mars bar. Okay, and it said like Mars on it, but in the back it was like all Arab. And it was the first. <laughs> it was in the first gas station of Saudi Arabia when we were uh, traveling through Saudi Arabia to get to the Valley of Lemuel. Yeah, it was totally cool. Wow. So um, cool. I'm, I'm sure Chocolate Town probably. Has we, we actually to do have with... in the Discord. We have two photographs from Chocolate Town. It's like Willy Wonka. Or we something, sent a correspondent you know? out there. Brother Simpson actually was on the ground in Chocolate Town investigating the church growth in Liberia, and we have photographs. <laughs> Of him in Chocolate Town. Did you just look that up on the fly, this bro? Is, no, hey, this is from, this is what Brother Simpson just sent to us. This is him in Chocolate Town, Liberia, right now. It's amazing. It's amazing. I think that's a meeting house. He's right in front of right there. Um, the side of the temple. I think this is the side of the of the Monrovia temple that they're building. But that's yeah, funny. that's Chocolate Town. No, but the church is doing very well in Liberia and the chocolate. The church and chocolate. This is a great place. It's just so like what's that L word that we were looking for? Not posting their L's in Liberia or <laughs> instead of crushing it in Cambodia, we're looking for um, living it li- up, living it up in Liberia. Well, living I wouldn't say up. living it up if they're asking for help and assistance with food security. I don't know, man. The That's, comments uh, will figure it out. Yeah, the comments will figure out. We're going to find we're going to find it before the end of the episode. But yeah, this is some really, really cool and intriguing stuff. And I am just happy to see a total church membership of almost 20,000 people with six stakes and 67 and it's growing like a weed, growing like wow, a weed. Now there's a that. like there's a uh, there's another uh, piece in there that mismanagement and abuse of funding. This might help people understand why the church does what it does. This is just from Wikipedia about the uh, United Nations uh, UNICEF 
program from the 1990s. Some of us here are super duper old, and we remember. So this wasn't ch- the church having no. abuse of funding. This was the this UN. Is the, this is the U- UNICEF. Are you yeah. are you crushing? Are you crushing the little bit of hope that I put in the UN earlier in this episode? Oh, uh, it's a- <laughs> You're about to crush it, yeah, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, so okay. no, but this is what happened. So in, the, in 1995, called the worst scandal in its history, UNICEF. Disclosed 24 employees in Kenya. There were some in Germany. There were there were many of them that were discovered were just squandering or embezzling millions and millions of dollars that had been donated to UNICEF. The UNICEF is, is specifically for food security. Uh, this fraud consumed more than a quarter of their 37 million two-year budget for Kenya. Remember, this is 1995. You could buy a gallon of gas for five cents. So, in the Germanys in the late 2000s, UNICEF was accused of mismanagement, abuse, and waste again. Uh, 5,000 donors abandoned them, yada, 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 uh, 2020, uh, 2012. So this has been a problem. This is what happens when you just like parachute in and throw pallets of well, cash. Well, also, this is what happens when you tell people in a secular society that is not rooted in Judeo-Christian morals that they need to help out their fellow man. Their fellow man doesn't matter if he's not a fellow child of God. When you eliminate God mm, from the equation, mm. you have no root for charity. Mm. And this is why when we're making our rule, the top 30 rules of anti-Mormons, okay, we say it is so foolish when they accuse the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints about, oh, you should give more money to this or to that, or you should donate to my yeah, favorite charity yeah. or whatever. They're always so critical of how the church spends its money because it has money because why aren't you broken? Why aren't you paycheck to paycheck like every other charity? And they always cite other charities out there as examples of the way it should be done. I'm sorry, this is not the way it should not be done. Not the way it should be done. The church doesn't want to gain donations. The church wants to create donators. The church doesn't want to, you know, funnel funds to uh, from these people to those people. The church wants to help the recipients help themselves. They want to teach people to fish. That's what this is all about. And so, and so, these this is just an example in the '90s when UNICEF learned the hard way. What happens when you just have pallets of cash lying around is that it gets embezzled. So the church does not do that. It's slow. It's trying to create, trying to to cultivate charity in local populations. So it goes to Monrovia and it creates partnerships, helps these people help themselves so that they're not dependent upon upon handouts from foreign nations. It's a brilliant program. And this is why the church acts the way it does. And it often gets criticized by, you know, corrupt dictators in Africa who say, why aren't you giving more money? You should give more money with your money. And, and the anti-Mormons toe the line for them. No, the church is changing lives and improving souls to help them change their own families' economic situations, pass it on to their children, break the cycle of poverty, it's brilliant. It's a really great And I program. love this little quote here that says, young people and families don't want a handout. They want a hand up. Sager said, thank you for spending your week with us to see some of the transformational work we're doing together to lift up communities across Liberia. We couldn't do it without your generous support. That's beautiful. That's that's beautiful and so good to hear. And it's one of the things where I just, I wish the church would do more to publicize this. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there is an ethos that exists in our 1960s niceness culture, which still predominates most of the bureaucracy and most of the leadership of their church where they're just it's just credit is anathema Hmm. you know and and i don't think it's prideful to broadcast now they they did make a church news article out of it right but they don't put the full-fledged power of the pr apparatus of the church behind broadcasting some of these charitable things that they do and i think it's actually important as a person that works in marketing i'm not saying i think you should do it to market to improve the image of the church i think you should do it to market to others to show that you can do it too 
We yeah. did it. You can do it too. You literally, like if you're a talented doctor, you can sign up for our missionary program. You can be a senior couple missionary that goes out and serves for six months as a doctor, kind of doctors without borders style. You know what I'm saying? You can donate to these good programs. Look, we've teamed up with the giving machines. Look, we've teamed up with UNICEF. Look, we've teamed up. Like there's a difference between saying, I want to broadcast this service project so I look good, which is what the scripture says you shouldn't do. It says literally, if you seek your alms mm-hmm. to be seen of men, yep. then you have your reward. You have your reward yeah. and that's it. But fine, don't broadcast it to seek the recognition of men. Broadcast it to create other benefactors. Yeah, to show we figured it out. We cracked the code. Yes, there's something that can work. We can't save everybody. But in this spot, at this time, this seems to have worked. All hands on deck. Let's 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 storm the 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 proverbial Bastille together. Yeah, because multiple benefactors will always produce more than individual benefactors. Yes, and right? the church wants more donators, not just donations. Now, before we go, okay, there's one last thing we wanted to talk about. I just put it in the Discord. It's a photograph of the temple site for the new Monrovia Liberia Temple. Okay, and the church uh, has has sadly. Oh. Not publicized this enough that the temple is not going to be made out of out of white chocolate. The land of chocolate. It's very sad that it's not going to be made. We were people were wondering if it was going to be made out of, out of white chocolate because we want to be true to the to the the center around to the to the local geography do architecture. Like, do you like white chocolate? And so, just be honest. Do you do you do you like white chocolate? Like, have you ever had those white chocolate teddy bears during Christmas time? And yeah, stuff I'm not. Like a, that? I've never been a big chocolate guy. I've never been a big. My wife loves chocolate. I'm not a huge fan I, of chocolate. I actually like it. Nobody else in my family likes it. I recognize it tastes a little bit weird. I draw the line at the black Twizzlers that are that really oh. the 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 black licorice. I can do the red no. licorice. R- licorice. I can do the nibs and i can do the little uh twizzler thing is any of that red even the cheap stuff that you buy in the big bucket that we've all mistaken for lunch one day and then gotten sick you know what i'm saying <laughs> like like i could do all of those but white chocolate i don't know if i would want to eat a temple that was cast in white chocolate also for any of you guys that are on the radio that are just tuning in right now <laughs> we're uh, actually doing a callback to an earlier joke that was done about the fact we were checking out this map here of just the church blowing up in Liberia with chapels everywhere. I mean, when you just look up Monrovia, Liberia, you're just going to see chapel after chapel after chapel after chapel after chapel all over. I mean, it's almost like looking up subways or 7-Eleven. Yeah, they're all, in like all over the place. Chicago yeah. or Detroit or something, right? And we noticed that one of the first suburbs of Monrovia is called Chocolate City. Chocolate City. Which is awesome. And it just makes me think like... Either they were exporting some serious chocolate, but isn't chocolate beans, don't those come from South America? I not, don't know. Maybe they West grow there Africa. too. I, yeah, maybe I they grow there knows. too. That must have been an awesome export. It's just like, what's that city in, in Pennsylvania? Wasn't called Rubber Town? Oh, oh because, yeah. Because like, yeah, they, were, like, they, they were. just like exported rubber. <laughs> they just said, we're Rubber Town. That's what we are, right? <laughs> so anyway, we do not know the origin story of Chocolate City, but- we would love to find out and our wildest dreams of it being Willy Wonka's African headquarters. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And golden tickets floating around for us to go visit our brothers and sisters in all these awesome chapels. Yeah, we're going to keep manifesting that until it happens. It's got to be. That's got to be it. Yeah. yeah. So Willy anything Wonka. anything we missed in Liberia? Just like if you want to help if you want to help people, it's hard and it takes time and the church has cracked the code. I figured it out. So we got a crack in the code lovingly laboring in Liberia. Oh, 
Wow. Oh, wow. We you got it, in bro. Radio, you know? Lo- the, the, the labor of love in Liberia. Ooh. It's a little bit boring. We'll have to spice it up. The alliterative labor of alliteration in Liberia? The luscious litmus test that is done. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, um, this is super good news. Thanks for bringing this to my attention. Yeah, I love sure it man. when I hear good stories like that. It makes me... Uh, it, it makes me feel like a, a part of something and inspires me to want to help out. I think this is some of the best things. Uh, this is some of the best work that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints does. Thank you for bringing it to our attention. Sure, man. As always, guys, please make sure that you like this uh, video. If you haven't had a chance yet to subscribe, please make sure that you subscribe. Also, here somewhere and then right about here, there's going to be another video that you can check out. Please make sure you uh, review those at your leisure. If you want to contribute to the program, please consider giving us uh, a contribution via Venmo or the Cash App. And as always, sign up for our newsletter at wardradio.com. This is going to be the best day ever. This is going to be the best day ever. Wake up. Top of the morning. The bacon is crispy. The coffee is pouring. My meditation is peeling an orange. The bank says I'm already scoring. I got a parking spot right outside. Step into my brand new ride. All we ever get is.